Good morning, y'all. Today is Wednesday, February 7th, 2018. You're listening to the Queen Quaymo podcast, representing for the Midwest. And yeah, thank y'all for tuning in this morning. Got a couple of things lined up for today. This actually may be a two-part episode. Uh, I will be interviewing uh, two people who have credit repair programs. One goes by the name of Sharon Thompson, and I used to hang out with her daughter in high school. Shout out to her. Very nice lady. Very, very powerful, and I love her and her entrepreneurialism, if that's the right word to use. (laughs) But shout out to Miss Sharon Thompson. Also... I want to talk about being woke and what what involves with being woke. There's so many people out here saying they woke and they down with the with the black movement and they down with being natural and all of those other things. You know, it's, it's so many people that are pretending. Like one minute you want to be pro-black, the next minute you want to be on your unity. Can't we all just get along? I'm not saying that you can't do both, but however, don't straddle the fences. You got to be clear on what you mean and what stance you want to take. So... Yeah, I definitely want to address that today. I, I definitely want to address that today because it, it grinds my gears. Because there's so many people, like me, myself, I have been studying so much about our culture and statistics. And in a way, I have a hard time uh, trying to see things from different perspectives. However, I have been working on it and trying to understand things from a full scope and not just from uh one set of eyes. So I definitely try to see things uh, on a balanced scale. However, I am of the minority community. I do see the severity of our situation and I understand the importance of black people um, needing additional assistance and additional information and additional support. So I'm all for black because I'm a black woman first. So, yes, of course, majority of the time I'm talking majorly and mainly to the minority and black community, as I should, because that is what I know. So if anyone has a problem with that, which I know there are a few people who do, please feel free to come and interview with me and put me in my place right here on podcast, because it will be good for the culture to get a different perspective and views and just have a conversation a much needed conversation of the issues that we already face right now here today so yes i'm going to go ahead and get right into it but i'm going to first play a song from my homeboy ac johnson and um yeah y'all y'all stay tuned Woke up to see another day, yeah Daughter smelling family okay, yeah We done been through them rainy days, yeah But we okay, we alright I woke up to see another day To the most high, I always get praise It feels good when you feel the growth Even better when you see the rays Sun shining, I'm grinding until the sun gone Phone blowing, my girl want me to come home Money on the line, gotta get it cause the rent due Baby need new shoes, my mom need a new view We here for a reason, we live, we still breathing Take a chance, jump in the deep end, can't drown or fail Succeeding, they still sleeping, CZ and reality TV And we W-I-N it, 
swear I can't stop winning. Smile on my baby faces like she can't stop grinning. Go hard for the fam until the world stops spinning. Grind till I get it all, even then I will not finish. Fact. I woke up to see another day, yeah. Daughter smelling family, okay, yeah. We done been through the rainy. Yes, you guys, that was my boy AC Johnson, and that song was called Another Day. You can look for his music on Google, uh, Spotify, uh, Google Music, iTunes, YouTube, and all you have to do is just type up AC Johnson, AON Squad Life. You guys can look up a lot more of his music. He got some dope ass hits. I fucks with it heavily. And uh, shout out to my boy Paper. Uh, he got some nice music that I'll be playing on here as well. I'll probably will play one of his songs near the end of this episode. Because you know I'm always trying to put on for the Midwest. That's what I do. So, yeah, back to the Stay Woke moment. So, pretty much now everybody is claiming to be woke, y'all. It's like, it's it's pretty much trendy. People are doing it because it's convenient. You know, it's good. It's a good conversation to have. And uh, like I said, people are doing it when it's convenient for them though and that's the problem that i'm having but on a more positive note let's talk about uh one of the one of the things that's been uh thriving because of the woke movement is natural hair shout out to all of my beautiful sisters out there who have stopped putting that creamy crack in their head and start rocking and loving and just looking fucking marvelous with a natural damn hair it's so trendy now y'all and so there was an article posted by MoroccoMethod.com and it was talking about the Afro hair industry and the facts and the statistics. So they said as of since 2008, the rise of uh, black women wearing their natural hair has increased over shit. 50% over almost 80% of uh, black women now have natural hair. So they said uh, because of that, you know, the perm, the uh, the perm industry has uh, decreased tremendously. So, uh, say in 2008, they were making 206 uh, million dollars, 206 million dollars um, from just from black women buying perms. That decreased to 179 dollars in 2011, and then in 2014, it decreased to 152 million dollars so shout out to all of my black sisters for stop putting that bullshit in their head and start loving their natural hair so it's just saying like basically we are we are just more comfortable in the skin we in you know we're back at a point where natural hair is in natural hair is popping natural hair is beautiful and it's just encouraging women of all colors and all shades of brown to just love the curls that they have in their head and i personally I'm so happy that I have one natural. I went natural about six years ago. I, I, I don't regret one moment of it. I, um, in the beginning stages, it was very rough, and I, um, I've always been dark skinned. I've always um, had very bad acne, very dark scars on my face, and I, I think because of that, I just had to be overly confident in other areas. So, yeah, uh, going natural for me has really Help me to just embrace who I am naturally. And so going natural has also made me appreciate who I am personality wise. And so my personality is natural. It's naturally bubbly. It's naturally strong. It's naturally bold, just like my hair. And so I take a lot of pride in being um, 
who I am. And I think if I would have never went natural, I would have never started uh, trying to get to the roots to some insecurities that I had in my life. And I'm pretty sure that it's a lot of women who have uh, went natural or who, who are natural today who feel probably the same way that uh, I feel. And even now that I went from having an afro and curly hair, I have uh, locks now. And I pretty much let them freeform like Lauren Hill. And, you know, some days it's rough. Some days I feel like fucking buckwheat and I feel ugly as shit. But a lot of days I really feel uh, beautiful when I'm in my freest form. Even if no one tells me that, I feel it myself. I'm able to walk around with the nappy locks and the parts not showing and just feel comfortable and whereas most women will not feel comfortable so i know it's not the prettiest thing but i think the process in itself is beautiful so that's why i'm able to rock it with confidence you feel me well anyways enough of my little side ass story let's get back to this article so it said, according to the reports, African-American women spend approximately $1.1 billion on hair extensions and weaves. And almost 6 out of 10 of the black women wear a wig, weave, it, uh, wear a wig, weave or extensions. So, a lot, you know, a lot of money is spent on us uh, trying to fix our hair. I think our hair is one of our... Uh, I, I know for me personally, I, I used to feel like I wasn't shit if I didn't have some long weave in my hair. And if I didn't have a perm in my hair, the moment that my shit gets to kinking and curling, I just I just didn't like it. So I think uh, a lot of uh, black women are very insecure about their hair. And it's because of the treatment we receive the moment that we do start wearing our natural hair. I can still remember, you know, going to uh, work. And people still trying to figure out what the hell is going on with my hair or they coming and trying to touch it or I was messing with uh, I was messing with uh, a man at the time and then he just flat out asked me like what is you doing with your hair what you going natural or something you need to go straighten it out or something you need to go do this and so it's like you know we haven't always been comfortable uh, trying to wear our hair natural and be uh, natural about who we are so um, it really does take a, a, a strong person to uh, wear their hair natural and be comfortable with it. And after a while, it does uh, begin to embrace your inner beauty and embrace your inner confidence. So, yeah. So, anyways, back to the article again. It says, from 1994 to 2002, black women beauty products industry grew from 48%, the major contributor of the hair products. So, yeah. We was spending a lot of money, and still to this day, so many black women spend uh, like thousands of dollars, probably monthly, just on their hair. Like so much money is spent on us trying to figure our hair and buying um, extensions and getting the perms and getting the glue and etc. So now, you know, the the tables have turned. You know, we've been pretty much rocking our own shit. So you know. The white man got to get his hand in it some way. So now they have created a lot more natural products. And so we go out and buy them. You know, we go out and buy them because in the, in the beginning process, when you first start going natural, you just buy every product that you think will make your curl uh, more natural. Because even then, when we first start going natural, a lot of women are not comfortable with a nappy afro. They want their curls. You know, they want their curls to be curly. And if your hair is not curly, it's still not beautiful because that's what we've... Uh, been taught to believe our whole lives so the afro in itself is um 
it's powerful. It's very symbolic for a lot of reasons, you know. And so now, um, you know, it's it's pretty much it's in. It's in to wear afro, even if it's a curly afro. Everybody is wearing the afro, and um, the statistics in this um, in this article it says that uh, women find that natural curls speaking out loud for them, and that the afro has boosted their confidence up to forty eight percent. It has made them daring up to 48% and uh, more so trendy by 45%. So it is very, very trendy now to wear an afro. Even white women are going out buying afros. People of all different races are trying to have an afro. I mean, it's in now. So like a lot of people are with being natural because of the trend and nothing is wrong with that. I mean, if you admire what someone else does with their hair and you admire uh being natural and you know whatever whatever if you if you're inspired by it in some sort of way that's cool however let's see if people have the same energy when it goes out of style again don't go back to covering up your hair keep your beauty keep embracing it until you know until it goes out of style even after it goes out of style keeps doing you know just keep doing it we need to just keep embracing this until the end you know so yeah so, ladies, by all means, you have the right, excuse me, to do whatever it is that you want to do with your own hair. It's yours. Nobody is trying to tell you that you need to be 100% natural. It's perfectly fine if you want to wear weaves. Me, personally, I just will never see myself wearing a weave again. I just, I'm totally against it, like, for my own personal self. But if anybody else wants to do it, go right ahead. Don't give a damn, okay? Now, this is what I mean, though, when, it, when it's for convenience, though. People will remind you that they're natural when it's convenient for them. I used to be in these groups, in these natural groups. There were so many women talking about they natural up under their weave, but you never seen their natural hair. How the hell are you natural, but any opportunity that you get to show your natural hair, like, you you never show your natural hair. It's just, so the women used to get to arguing with the other women in the group. I used to be telling them they're not really natural, you know, with this, with that, which which I agree. You feel me? Like, if you're wearing weave all the time and your hair ain't never showing, then you're not really natural because you're still hiding behind the insecurities. But one of the girls got on there and broke it down. Like, not everyone is natural for the same reasons. I'm natural as far as putting the chemicals in my hair. I don't believe in putting the chemicals. I'm like, well, technically, she got a point. <laughs> and not everybody is natural for the same reasons. And this is what I mean about being woke. Not everybody is woke for the same goddamn reasons. Now, some people will be all day long sitting with you, agreeing with you, politicking with you about all of the injustices and all the statistics that are going on. And then when it's time for them to take a stance and it's time for them to uh, state what they believe, they on hush mode. And that in itself is so troubling to me because how can you be woke but then when it's time for you to, you know, have that overnight retreat, your ass get to taking a nap. I don't got time for it, honey. I don't have time for it because you can't be woke when you can, when it's convenient for you. Being woke keeps you up at night. Once that third eye is open, you can't close it. You used to look at everything through a different scope and everything through a different lens. So it has nothing to do with me personally. It just... It, it, it's not something that you could just shut on, shut off and shut on, you know, and of course. 
And of course, not all of us will be woke at the same time. It's impossible. Even in your household, everybody wakes up at a different, you know, at a different time frame. And if you wake somebody up before they get all of their sleep out of their system, they go through the day still sleepy. Let people wake up on their own time, you know. And this, this is for the woke community especially. We cannot push our wokeness on someone who is asleep. We got to let everybody wake up when it's time for them to wake up. We got to let the most high wake them up. We got to let experiences make, wake them up. Because not everyone is going to understand uh, what's going on in the state that we're in. And some of us are uh, at different patterns of consciousness. And so that's tough. That's that's totally fine. That's that's perfectly fine. So my goal with this uh, episode is not to discourage anybody from waking up or discourage anybody who who is sleeping. You know, I if you sleep, you sleep. If you woke, you woke. But however, if you claim to be woke, do not try to be woke when it's convenient for you. Don't don't do it because okay, well I'm struggling right now, so I'm gonna go ahead and be woke with these people, and then the moment I have a chance to climb up and excel, I'm gonna close my eyes and not worry about issues that don't pertain to me because it, it's not affecting it's not affecting me directly, and that's one of the issues that I have, like even with the Super Bowl, like Colin Kaepernick is taking a stance for us. So many people still watching football. But then if Colin Kaepernick would have never taken a knee and would have said some shit on some Uncle Tom Coon shit, we would have been all for him. We would have threw shit at the TV and then we probably wouldn't have been watching football at all then. Why does it take something negative for us to start giving our people attention? Why can't we give people our people the attention when, they, when they're doing something positive? We need to have that same energy. So when this man took a stance, took a knee, he did that for us. You see what I'm saying? He did that for us. So I stand behind him 100%. Now, on the other hand, Monique, this is this is a total, a perfect example of being woke when it's convenient. Monique does not, uh, you know, the issue that she's having with Netflix, she wants us to boycott Netflix. Okay, cool. Why? Well, you want us to boycott because they, they're treating you unfairly and they don't want to pay you. So now since it's about Monique, Monique wants to take a stance on behalf of all women, so to speak. And so she wants us to take a stance behind her. And I'm just like, no, because when you had your opportunity to to speak, you know, before it happened to you, you know what I'm saying? You didn't, ha- you didn't say nothing at all, but now since it's convenient, it works because, it, you know, it's happening to you directly. And that's exactly what I mean. Like, people wait until it affects them to be woke. Don't wait till some shit happens to you directly to start understanding what's going on with other people in our culture, with other people in our communities. And that's what people's problem is. They can't see past themselves. And, and when you woke... You see past yourself because you know it's not just happening to you. You know it's happening to people who look just like you in all communities. And so that's what uh, frustrates me. People don't understand that when you say that you woke, it's a lot of it's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into being woke. It's not like no trendy shit just to be woke and be conscious. When you conscious, you really can't sleep. You're really up all night trying to understand the different issues and trying to make take everything in your power to make people aware about what's going on to help other people gain consciousness so it's not it's not an issue i mean it's not it's not something that should be just overlooked or it should just be done as a trend and so what bothers me when people who haven't done as much research as me 
or not just me, people who haven't done as much research about what's going on in the black community try to tell you that it's not that bad going on in the black community. Well, if you haven't opened your eyes to see things like that, you wouldn't understand. So this is something that really, really bothers me with with these so-called circumstantial woke people. It pisses me off. It really does piss me off. And I'm over it. So, of course, y'all know I get tired of rambling on and on and on. I always have to include a clip. So, I'm going to include a clip that's going to kind of break it down into more understandable terms than what I did. So, you guys just stay seated and put and wait on that one. It's coming right up. So, the question is, what would the world look like without black people? Whoa. (laughs) That's a hard question. Um, Well, first of all, I wouldn't be here. I mean, we wouldn't have a president. It would look all white. (laughs) The world would look like Hollywood, I think. Be kind of bland, kind of vanilla. (laughs) Music, as we know, it would not exist. I don't know what my soul would be like without Brian McKnight. There would be no hip-hop. Oh, crap. That would suck. That would suck a lot, because I love hip-hop. <laughs> Listen, oh, yeah. if, if people love black people as much as they love black culture, everything will be fine. Everyone loves yeah. black culture. Yeah. They, 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 love, they love they love black culture, but when it comes to black people, they're kind of, let me let me grab my kid, let me t- touch my purse a little tighter. Yeah. Growing up, there was a white kid who told me that he didn't want to play with me because my skin was dirty. And I came home and I told my mom, uh, mom, wash my skin so I could play with all the other kids. I can tell you how many times I've been asked, oh, you know, deliver this, will this around, that I'm a delivery person, I am, you know, the patient transfer person, I'm not a medical student who's there to sort of care for patients. We've been put inside of this box that we can only be ignorant, that we can only come from single parent homes, that we can only uh, participate in gangs. The truth is, is that being black in America is like walking through the store and people are scared of you or being stopped by law enforcement for no real good reason. When we have dreadlocks or braids. If a black guy has a hoodie on. They see thug, no matter what, so. We have a 14-year-old, and um, we've had to have some really difficult conversations with him. I think it was the first time I got my driver's license, right? You're taught, your mom will sit you down and tell you, look. If a police officer stops you, this is what you're supposed to say. Don't reach into your glove compartment to try and get your license or your registration, because, you know, if they think you have a weapon, you know, you can get shot. Because at the end of the day, I really don't care. I just want you to come home to me, right? I do work with a lot of black, young black men. Um, I mean, these young, these young men are beautiful in every sense of the way. I think when I work with them, you know, it's emotional because because the way that I experience them. It's completely different than the way that people portray them. As hard as it is to um, to have conversations about racial tensions, I think that it's needed. Do you feel like... Yes, you guys, that was a experiment that was uh, performed out of the country, and I got that clip from YouTube, and it was basically just 
having those conversations that need to happen. And so that's what being woke is all about. It's about spreading awareness and having those conversations that make people uncomfortable that need to happen in order to get a solution to shot. I mean, and shout out to all of the people out there that are woke who put a lot of time, energy, and tears into trying to come up with solutions about the issues that we currently have in the black community. We all are going through these issues. They're not in your head. They're not an imaginary movement. This is a movement that is very much alive and real, and it shouldn't be taken lightly or just uh, being used as an advantage to uh, when it works for you and when it doesn't work for you. Being woke is a part of your life every day when you wake up and go to sleep. So, I'm going to conclude this episode. I ain't got nothing else to say about it. So, y'all make sure y'all tune in for the other episode that I will be posting either today or tomorrow. And it is for, um, it's going to teach us how to help uh, repair and build our credit to keep our credit A1. And I'm going to be talking with Sharon Thomas Thompson about her credit repair program. So, thank you guys for listening sharing and subscribing please spread the word and i will be at y'all later toodles